She swears lazy Sundays were made for her, doing whatever it is she wants to do, even if it is nothing at all. Hello and welcome to episode 371 of Under the Call of MS. I don't know. Sloppy Sunday, maybe? Who knows? I'll have to come up with some new name for this one, too. Not sure. It's just going to be a bunch of random crap. Starting with some comics, I decided to stop and pick up the newspaper. By the way, that quote is by someone. But I would think it would be for a quote from my wife. That's her Sundays. Sitting around, doing nothing. But let's see if these comics are worth a shit. It's been a long time. Let's see if we got anything good. At Garfield and Odie all excited because the door just slammed. John comes in saying he's home. They come running up to John all happy, excited. John tells them there's no treats and they disappear. His faithful companions left them. It's like I got up this morning and the cat instantly comes up to me and thinks he's getting a treat. I pick him up, give him all kinds of love and attention, and he didn't want that. Let's see. This one's got too many words. We're not going to read that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blondie. Let's see what Blondie's like. Yeah, Dagwood kissing Blondie. Dagwood says, here's looking at you, kid. <clears throat> gets in the carpool for work. You shouldn't be doing a carpool on a Sunday. Sunday, you shouldn't be going to work. One guy in the back's complaining about if they're there yet. The driver says, I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you do it? Or do it's? I don't know who he's yelling at. Then we see Dagwood at the diner. The chef says, May the footlong be with you. Dagwood's all excited looking at this giant footlong hot dog. And he goes to work, back to work after his lunch break. Boss comes into his office. Here's the Sidewinder contract. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. Dagwood says, what will we charge him? Boss says, we'll make him an offer he can't refuse. And you see Dagwood coming home, comes through the front door. Blondie's at the door to greet him, along with the dog. Blondie says, weird day. Dagwood says, I'll say this, everybody's geared up for the Oscars. Nah, that was pretty boring. I suppose it is that stupid Oscar weekend, so a bunch of these are going to try and play off that. Oh my God. What's usually there? There is a whole section that's just white. It's one big white square. There's usually a comic there. I don't know. I can't remember which one is usually in the back. It's been too long since I read one. But Beetle Bailey's there, so let's see what he's up to. It's nighttime. He's talking to Sarge. They're hanging out in their PJs in the bedroom. <laughs> Beetle says, tomorrow I'm waking up bright and early. I'll show up at Roll 
roll call on time. Get my assignments without complaining and do everything you tell me to do, he's telling Sarge. Sarge walks off saying he doesn't believe him. Beetle's like, why not? Sarge turns back. Every day is April Fool's Day with you. And Beetle says, that's not until Friday. All right, so basically the comics are still as shitty as they used to be. <laughs> keep giving these people chances. All right. Let's see, you got Rose's Rose. Got the squirrel looking up at all the bird feeders. Lots of choices today. I'll let you pick our lunch spot as he's talking to the bird. Bird says, oh, sure. Let the songbird take all the risks. Squirrel says, it's easy. Quietly tip one of the feeders and the bird seed will fall to the ground. If it's so easy, why don't you do it? I can't reach it from down here. I'm making an executive decision. Lunch is poked. Postpone, the bird says. Squirrel says, fine. Maybe you'll be braver later in the day. Bird says, don't count on it. Now I see why the bird didn't want to do it. Because there's two cats laying in the tree right by the bird feeder. Waiting for the bird to land on the feeder so the cats can grab his little ass. Let's see, Marmaduke's still got snow. He must be living in Canada or somewhere. I got... Are you thinking what I'm thinking? A kid says to Marmaduke. They go running outside. They're running through the snow, but it looks like mud's flying everywhere. Not snow. And they're all happy, saying it was a great day. And they go in the house, and Mom starts screaming, Do not get your muddy paws on my clean floors. Next panel, you see a bunch of paw marks on the ceiling and on the sides of the walls. So they parkoured it through the living room. All right. We got Hagar the Horrible out raping and pillaging, killing people, stealing from him. Let's see what he's doing. He's smacking one of his guys with his sword, hits his shield, says, snatch the silverware you hear coming from the background. Take the cookware. Get the carpets. Grab the pillows. And Hagar's like, who is barking these orders? What the hell is going on? Hear all this slamming, this kicking, this biting, this ouch, darn you, all this stuff going on. And Hagar looks out the window and Helga's sitting there with a megaphone. I decided to take an interest in your work. So she's going to help with the raping and pillaging and the stealing of all the people in the village. I just can't believe that comic is still going to this day. <laughs> I can't believe a lot of these comics are still going to this day. Let's see, we got Ziggy. Is he worth a shit today? He's never worth a shit, but we'll give him a chance. He's looking up at the clouds. says, they say that if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. That's certainly been my experience, Ziggy says. He hasn't looked at me with a straight face since. And he's la- up there laughing at all of us. All right, we got... Oh, Sally Force is an easy one to read. We got 
a nighttime bunch of panels. They're like panning through the house, going upstairs in a bedroom where the couple's at, kind of sleeping with their heads up against each other. Kind of weird how they're sleeping. See the daughter's sleeping on her pillow. Then you look downstairs in the kitchen and you got the cat meowing at the refrigerator. And we see a ghost talking to the cat and the ghost says, exactly. How am I supposed to know what my partner's feelings are if they never open up to me? And when I ask, then I'm just being intrusive. You'd think these things would end when, well, things end. But no, that was stupid. (laughs) Let's see, BC. We got a guy sitting on, leaning up against a rock. He says, where did you guys go? As you see a couple characters, one's dragging a sled with another one frozen in an ice block. Says, ice fishing. What happened? Lake started to thaw. And... And then it froze again. So, uh, one character fell through the ice and froze into an ice pop, ice sickle pop. All right, Bizarro got a bunch of weird sketches on a school wall. A couple kids looking up at the sketches. One kid says, "Big deal. My mom could have done that." <laughs> uh, one sketch out of all ten of the sketches is a very good-looking bird. Someone had their parent draw it for them or someone else. Ah, the Lockhorns are usually funny. Let's see what they have to offer. Yeah, the guy talking to the girl. I can't remember their names at the moment. I think it's Leroy. Uh, I can't think of her name offhand. But Leroy is talking to her, and he says, there were, They were all out of jasmine, your favorite scent. So I got barbecue sauce instead. <laughs> nice little present. Oh, Loretta, that's her name. Because in the next panel, Leroy is talking to a guy, and he says, Loretta's shy about telling her age. Usually about five years shy. Aren't all women. All right, we got... Leroy at the doctor. He's telling the doctor as he's rubbing his neck. I think I strained it from always nodding to my wife. Now we got Loretta talking to a couple girls. Looking at some book. Loretta says, Leroy was on the school football team. Ah, it must be their class book. That's him in the gorilla mascot costume. (laughs) I can see Leroy as the mascot. Now we got Loretta on the golf course talking to another gal while the guys are talking in another area. Loretta says, when Leroy says he shot in the low 70s, he's talking about the temperature. Ha ha. All right. Not so good so far. We're almost out. Got Mother Goose and Grim. They can't let me down. Mother Goose sitting in her favorite chair with Grim on her lap. She says, I don't like when my dog sleeps on my lap. As Grim's snoring away, and then a thought balloon comes out of Grim's head and says, I don't like when my down-filled pillow talks. 
And that's pretty much how it is with me and the damn cat when I'm trying to do podcasts. He's usually on my lap. As soon as I started this podcast, he got out of his tower, his nice, comfortable cat tower, and comes down to lay on the floor at my feet. At least he didn't climb up in my lap this time. All right, we got Snoopy laying on the top of the TV, sleeping. Charlie Brown's trying to watch TV. Snoopy's nose is hanging down over the screen as he's snoring away. Charlie Brown just looks at Snoopy and says, How can I see anything with your stupid head in the way? They're always calling each other stupid in that cartoon. That's not a good way to talk to each other. Um, and Snoopy lifts his head up and still keeps snoring away. <laughs> uh, Charlie Brown gets mad and says, Forget it, and walks off. And Snoopy jumps down on the ground and takes over. Charlie Brown's cushion and just kicks back and watches TV himself. So he wasn't even bugging Charlie Brown. He lifted his nose up off the screen so he could see the whole screen. Charlie Brown still pissed and moaning leaves. And so I think these characters just want to piss and moan all the time. All right. Let's see how stupid the family circus is. That's always stupid. Just see how stupid it is this time. I don't even know why they, what they're trying to write with this storyline at the time. We got the dad talking on the phone. He says, sure, I remember him. He's quite old. As you see, the two youngest, well, the youngest and the oldest boy are sitting there thinking. The youngest boy is about three years old, maybe. He's thinking of someone that's about 10. The older boy that's probably about 10 is thinking about someone that's a young adult. And the mother's sitting in the couch thinking about someone that's like her grandparents' age. And then the grandma's thinking about some old wizard-looking dude with a beard down to his toes and trying to get up off his rocking chair with a cane. <laughs> Everybody's got their own depiction of old, I guess. All right, Pickles, we're going to finish it off with you. I got all my faith in you. It's all in your lap. What can you do for us? We got Earl, the old man, laying back, fully reclined in his recliner. Daughter comes up, says, has anyone seen my cell phone? Dad, have you seen my phone? Says, no. Are you sure? Yes. All of a sudden, Earl starts vibrating. But I'm not positive. Obviously, his cell phone's in Pearl's butt or in his back or in the chair. Still, I know what the hell cartoon that is that's completely missing that just has a big white square area on the back page of the comics. That's got my curiosity. I'm trying to think. It was right above Marmaduke. It was one that I usually read. Possibly Dennis the Menace, maybe? No. Definitely has my curiosity. It's the cartoon that's got me curious the most. It's got absolutely nothing on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like doing a Sunday, com Sunday comics episode for once because I haven't done it in so long. And I figured I have a ton of comics that I haven't. That I've been reading. I've been on a big reading spree lately again. 
and I'm going to forget every, if I haven't already forgotten what these comics talked about, I figured what the hell, I'll come on today, do a little Sunday comics, do a little what, what, and maybe get through this pile of comics so I can read some new ones and do something completely different this week. Hopefully I'll get some more stuff read or knowing my luck I'll review these and then I'll totally won't get nothing else read for the rest of the week and I'll be way behind. But you know that plastic in our body, uh, 70% of it lasts about 13 years. You realize that most people have about a credit card sized chunk of plastic in our bodies every month that we poop out or flush out in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> so I don't know if I mentioned that before, but podcast is talking about that. It was pretty damn interesting but with microwaving stuff in plastic and all the cool things with heated foods put in the plastic. Those plastics break down and absorb into the foods and then we eat them and drink them. I do have to look into this too. There's a new assisted suicide thing going around with a, it's like an assisted suicide machine with, and drink that you, you take to kill yourself. If you want to kill yourself, <laughs> you can't put up with the pain in life and you just want to end it. But, uh, they have a 3D printed version that you can get all your suicide assisted stuff 3D printed in your home. <laughs> if you want to end it early. So that was something that caught my ear one day too that I got to do some research on. Check out some more stuff. But let's talk about some comments. We're going to start out with Deadpool volume four, number 37. Now, it says Volume 4 on the cover sticker, but let's see what the inside says. It just says Deadpool number 37, January 2015. So, I don't know. I never trust what they say on the stickers. So, possibly the world's most skilled mercenary. Definitely the world's most annoying. Wade Wilson was chosen for a top-secret government program that gave him a healing factor, allowing him to heal from any wound. Now Wade makes his way as a gun for hire, shooting his praised faces off while taking his friend's ear, talking his friend's ears off. Call him the merc with the mouth. Call him the regenerate and degenerate. Call him Deadpool. Greetings. You may call me Deadpool, most often known for a trademark combination of verbosity and violence, but no more. Which is to say, I still talk as much as I see fit, but I put aside the ways of the fist, basically. You see, the Red Skull used the brain and powers of Professor Xavier to spread hate over the entire world. A group of heroes and villains joined forces to stop him, culminating in a spell attempting to invert control of the Red Onslaught. 
but instead it reverted the moral alignments of everyone present. Heroes became villains, villains became heroes, and I became enlightened. It, it was fun watching the enlightened uh, style Deadpool, where he's just kicking back, just I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to work things out in a different manner and form. Runs into some people that he told, next time I see you, he's going to kill them. They get all nervous. Just happens to be Bat-Track. Uh, or Bat-Rock. However you want to say that name. And Trapster. Which, <laughs> the Bat-Rock characters been popping up more and more, but. We get to see all this happening while we get to see Shikla, who is not too happy with her little Deadpool, being the way he is. But, yeah. He just has to deal with this whole conundrum with the world being upside down, inside out, backwards, forwards. Everything's flipped around, and Deadpool's trying to find a way to deal with it. And I like this Deadpool. I like his outfit, his little black and white, little monk style outfit that he's in. And it's the way he acts throughout here. This is fun. You get you get the regular old school Deadpool in little shadow forms and mirror forms and windows and door, uh, different mirrors and stuff like that. He'll pop up every now and then complaining about the new Deadpool, the one that found enlightenment. But, yeah. It's fun seeing Wade in any type of way, shape, or form that they lay him out and set him up in. Then next up, we got King Spawn, I believe this is. It doesn't. I got a virgin cover here. Uh, looks like King Spawn number nine. No, oh, no, no. King Spawn number eight from March of 2022. In here, we get to see Spawny Spawny. He's our man. He can't do it. Violator can. We get to see the Spawn character fighting with a variety of angel-like characters in this one big entity that's controlling them all and they're still fighting with them over opening up the the gates of hell and heaven to release everything and someone take still take the form of king spawn who's going to take this form is spawn going to finally break down and he's starting to soften up a little bit more towards it again so i'm thinking he might finally eventually realized that it would probably be smartest if he put the crown on instead of someone else. But we're still waiting to see what happens. And we have the one-winged angel that's causing a bunch of problem, and he goes into basically see the oracle and her steed. And that's by entering their secret garden, but I don't really want to give away what happens throughout that, but we uh, 
find out more about the angels, what's going on, why they're ripping their wings off. Uh, we get a little bit more storyline on the young kid that was trying to get Spawn to wear the crown and finally gave up on Spawn and went to work with another demon entity and do some training. I have a feeling what's going to happen down the line is the kid's child's going to end up wearing the crown. And that's just going to be the remaking of Spawn or the a readaptation of Spawn or whatever they decide to do. I'm not sure exactly uh, what their plan is on that, but I expect Spawn to take the crown eventually, but who knows? We'll have to keep reading. I didn't expect King Spawn, Scorched, Gunslinger Spawn, and all these little side ones I expected to go six issues tops. We're already hitting the ninth issue of King Spawn. And then we still got the regular Spawn run and then all these other side Spawn runs that are also going beyond six, so. But let's look at the last book you'll ever read, number six. Now this, I thought, was done also. I thought this was the last issue, but it's still going, which surprised me. I mean, it does give us a nice finishing to the basis of the story, so we're getting that at least. Let's see. Connor uncovers more about the strange children of nature who have taken them in. He begins to wonder whether Olivia Cade either wrote the book that ended the world or the book we all need to survive it. And we find out some interesting facts about the book in here. We find out that this book has been written for a long time and she thought she wrote it, but then she's also remembering some little side notes that she wrote that aren't in the book. And so we're going to, I think, chapter two, the second six-issue run or whatever they do, I think is going to be more of her fighting against the original book. But we get to see more of why the book does what it does. We get to see what happened to a lot of the characters that were affected by the book. We get to see what's up with her bodyguard and how her and him are getting along and what's happening with the evil entities along the way. It's definitely an interesting story, but I I mainly got on it because of Cullen Bunn, but I'm not really... not really into it. I just... I get the gist of it. I get where it's going. I get all that stuff, but it's not really my cup of tea. So I doubt if I'm going to do the do issue seven on. I'll probably stop it here and then just bargain bin it down the road. Have a drink if you got it. My mouth is getting dry. But yeah. So if that's your cup of tea, uh, a book that ends up causing 
all kinds of chaos if you read it. And a lady who thought she wrote it that's reading it and how she's affected by it and what happens to all the th people and around her or the people that come to her book readings. It's definitely an interesting story, but just not, not one that's pulling me in like I was hoping it would. But I'm going to stop this right here and come back with the second portion because I'm running out of time and I still got a little stack of comics to read and maybe I'll come with something else to talk about who knows uh, I suppose we could throw in three Star Wars trivia questions quick who first discovered that the door of the trash compactor was magnetically sealed. Who first discovered that the door of the trash compactor was magnetically sealed? Then whose body disappeared when it was struck by Vader's lightsaber? That was whose body disappeared when it was struck by Vader's lightsaber? And the final question is who refused to evacuate the first Death Star even after a danger was discovered? Who refused to evacuate the first Death Star even after a danger was discovered? I'll come back with those answers in the second portion of this podcast. If you want to know, you'll have to listen. We'll be back right after this. All right, let's get back to the fun. Let's see what other comics we got. Actually look at it a little bit see if we find any weird news today let's see what we got we got a florida man that got arrested after stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his trousers that could work you got the long bar at your waistline and you stick the arm and the handle part of it down your one leg of your pants and stick a quiver full of arrows down your other leg of your pants good to go <laughs> not good to steal kitties Giant Strawberry declared the largest on record. I'm sorry, but when you have a largest item, it has to look nice. And then it can be considered largest. Just because something drew all deformed and nasty looking, this thing does not look It looks like a strawberry crossed over with a moldy potato and some leather covered stuff on it just nasty hairy broken up looking it's like if it's gonna be a largest it should look nice and there's a very rare find a baby ghost shark discovered by scientists off the new zealand coast so you kill it you can't let the baby live this rare rare introduction to a fish that shouldn't be there and it looks like it's out of the water so it must be dead now it's like, couldn't just leave it with its family. It's obviously a baby, so it was born somewhere. The other fish are probably looking for it. And if there's a baby fish swimming around, there's usually other fish that made it very recently. So it's not a prize to take the baby. It's like, look for the adults. Yeah, fucking idiots. But who knows, it could have been dead already when they found it. All right, we got a 
former manager of the Department of Defense Aerospace Threat Program, says UFOs are real. I mean, an unidentified flying object could be a Frisbee floating in the air. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's an unidentified flying object. So you're telling me some dumbass is a manager of the Department of Defense and they can't say that UFO, that unidentified flying object is a real item? It doesn't mean, have to mean space aliens. We know this by now. <sighs> Idiots. <laughs> These are the people that run very important aspects of the world. It should not. Uh, scientists figure out how vampire bats got a taste for blood. Researchers compared the genome of common vampire bats to 26 other bat species and identified 13 genes that are missing or no longer work in vampire bats. Interesting. Hopefully they kill a bunch of bats to find that out. Uh, jazz has actually been banned in New Orleans schools since 1922. Wow. Uh, hospital in Idaho or in Doha, Qatar, only treats falcons. Interesting. And they, if there's enough call for it, why not? <laughs> Massachusetts man's touts that electric electric unicycle is the answer to. High gas prices. It's like, yeah, I want to see some 60-year-old people on these unicycles that are electric and just haul ass and they have nothing to hold on to and they have to use a cane and stuff to walk like me. That could be interesting. Yeah, let's get to some comics and maybe we'll get back to some more weird shit. Who knows? Lobo Demon, Halloween, number one, 1996 special from DC Comics. Uh, people have been complaining about the whole new Lobo being a completely different aspect. And it's a female, a young female character. I think she's friendlier and all this stuff. Lobo is always the badass biker that, not fine. Not really the badass biker. I mean, he's he's very tough. He can kick some major butt, but he uh, is sometimes often a goofy character, in my opinion, from what I've seen. That's what what I liked about him, and I liked this special. This was a good, fun special with Lobo in it. We get to see Lobo and uh, uh, what's the big orange demon-headed character's name? Uh, let's see if I can figure it out here. Etrigan, the, de- the demon, <laughs> who Lobo does not get along with at all, so they're arguing stuff, but Etrigan decides to hire Lobo for a mission, and the mission is to take out this giant dragon-like creature <clears throat> Well, this night creature that's constantly... Every couple of hundred thousand years or something, fights this dragon and puts it in its place. But Etrigan wants the dragon to 
basically devour Earth and destroy Earth. So he wants Lobo to destroy the knight that wards off the dragon, fights the dragon off every couple of hundred thousand years or whatever. You get to see what happens between the battles and the tomfoolery and the shenanigans by checking out this story. But I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable Lobo. Lobo and the Demon crossover Halloween. uh, Halloween special type comic. But, yeah. I like the old school Lobo. I haven't checked out the new one. So I can't say shit about the new Lobo yet. I just hear a lot of people complaining that they don't like the way that they went with it. So, but I didn't know that many Lobo fans out there from my past. So, all of a sudden, they're popping up everywhere. And I didn't know there were that many. But next up, probably, I'd say one of the top two storylines. I'd say this and the Gunslinger are probably my favorite two uh, spawn runs going right now. And that's Scorched number three from Image Comics. Uh, This is a milestone issue for some reason. I can't remember why. But we get to see this older science-y type character that's kind of rude and crude and his family and stuff have to deal with him being a douche and we get to learn some things about Spawn along the way and Meta Eel Spawn and the I can never remember the blue and gold angel character. That's a Spanish style off-breed character. But uh, Medieval and She-Spawn and Gunslinger and him are on their way still to try and take care of things for Spawn and get this all dealt with with the plague spawn and the angels and we learn we learn a lot more about plague spawn and the angels in this episode and that may be why it's a milestone issue uh but it's i like this team up of these four characters they are a fun team and they could do some major badassery is badassism. How do you say it? Badassery. Uh, I would like to see these in just a separate ongoing storyline. These four characters working together, see what happens, or maybe go with the whole Suicide Squad style route and Spawny can be controlling them, or Violator can be a uh, what's your name that runs the suicide squad i could see clowny being in her shoes and, <laughs> and dealing with all these characters and controlling them violator can take them out if they screw up yeah but then we got spawn number 327 and this black and white symbiote style character 
I mean, the cover says the legend of the black and white. Uh, I'm really liking this character, but he doesn't seem to have much power compared to Spawn. Spawn uh, puts him in his place pretty easily. Uh, but at the same time, we got... This is number 327. We have Violator spawn in here. We're getting a little deeper there. And then Daniel Kilgore is the black and white uh, character. Has kind of like a symbiote looking outfit to him. I'm not really fully sure about what all his powers are and stuff. But he does have that spawn symbiote style effect to him with some stuff. But spawn can control him like a child easily. So power-wise, I'm not sure how deep his powers go. But he's kind of like a crossover between Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Spawn. I think that's what I the feel I get from him. But I want to know more. Daniel Kilgore, what you are, who you are, I believe that's his name. And then, in this storyline, there's a bunch. We get to see a, a lot of fighting going on deeper into the run to open up the d four doorways. And, uh, yeah, that's the other part about this character. He has that ghost buddy that's always with him, too. And they're always, I don't think Spawn knows about the ghost character. I'm pretty sure Spawn, I don't think any of them know about the ghost character. But uh, he keeps an eye on things and looks, gives pertinent information here and there when needed. It's interesting. I, I like that character altogether. I want to know him more about him if he's got some other storylines and stuff but i'm assuming he grew out of the spawn universe so i will have to see i cogliastro i figured would have been uh, a big revelation again in this issue but for some reason he's been his storyline has been really quiet. So I'm kind of curious what's going on with that. Uh, I think he might be playing some cards in the back and controlling some things that we're seeing happening. Then I checked out Star Wars, Han Solo and Chewbacca, number one uh, of four, I believe. The Crystal Run, part one. It is a golden age of criminal enterprise, with the evil galactic empire preoccupied with bringing the galaxy under its thumb. Scoundrels and thieves are free to play their criminal trades with abandon. For the past several years, Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Wookiee, have been scamming, smuggling, and thieving for the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Business has been good, but Han and Chewbacca are always looking ahead to the next job, 
and the payday that will score them more wealth than they can imagine. Uh, did I say this is by Marvel Comics? This is basically the answer to why Han Solo shot first. Uh, that's the story we're getting here. In my opinion, I believe that's what they're going with. Because we find out that Jabba has a mission for Han to go on. But Han just so happens to need a certain Greedo person to give him the information to get whatever they're searching for. He has, Greedo has some, some knowledge of some stuff. So Java wants these two to work together. And I think this is going to be the answer to why Han shot first. And they're going to, they're just like trying to cover their asses with that whole storyline. It's like, I never gave a shit about Han shooting someone first. I mean, honestly, wild, wild west. I wouldn't ask questions and shoot later. Screw that. The Wild West is the Wild West for a reason. That's what Star Wars is. It's the Wild West in the future. It's just basically, you can't trust anybody. And if everybody's walking around with a weapon, that's what society wants. Right now, everybody wants to have their machine guns and grenade launchers and all that. And be able to carry whatever they want around. Mad Max out their vehicles or whatever. Who knows what the hell's going on? It's like, I don't know why everybody hates everybody so much. But it's like, we're just waiting for the moment where road rage is going to turn into vehicles with weapons. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really like this storyline. It was, I, I'm glad it's a four issue run, which I'm, I'm almost positive on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next three issues and seeing where the story goes. I basically get right off the bat why Han doesn't like this Greedo character. Uh, he annoys, always annoyed me, so I never cared for it, for him. And now I know more about him, so that helps me at least realize that I wasn't wrong, hopefully. I still got a few issues to go. Might turn around, but yeah. It'll be interesting seeing what happens with them all together and what's going on with this mission. I'm sure this will all lead up to Han Solo's carbonite times and all that. So I was happy I picked this up for a Star Wars run since I haven't read much Star Wars, new Star Wars stuff lately. And then we checked out another one of those damn backwards comics. Yeah, read from the back to the front. But it was fun. Black and white, manga style. We got Zombies Assemble, number one to two and three from Marvel Comics. Uh, the main story from this has Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Hawkeye, and Black Widow. And right off the bat, Thor ends up getting some zombie infection from what's going on around. And so does the Black Widow. So, and we find out that this infection 
And Tony thinks it came from him. They're not sure where it came from. We're finding out that it spreads by contact. You don't have to get bitten. All you have to do is get a drop of blood on you. And you can instantly turn zombie within a matter of minutes, hours. And it doesn't take long at all. And but there's tons of zombies outside. We're also finding out that zombies that have blisters on them and stuff, you might not want to hang out with. You might want to stay away from them. <laughs> because they like to bubble up and explode. And if there's exploding zombies and you can be infected just by this stuff dropping on you, then there's going to be blood and guts all over the city. It's going to be hard to stop this infection from wiping out mankind. But it'll be interesting to see where the superheroes go about it. And I am giving away that the Black Widow and Thor get zombified, but that pretty much happens right away. So I'm just giving those two away. And then the rest you're going to have to read about and see. But I really enjoy how the manga versions of these Marvel comics that I've been reading, the zombie version, zombie comics and stuff like that. I've been really enjoying that the different view, the different outlook that they're going for. I mean, whereas in the American versions, it's more aggressive, more out for myself, screw everybody else type mentality. And the manga ones I've been reading are more, let's save the world, let's fix it, let's get this figured out. So, yeah, I, I enjoy that more. And I, I'd like to see more of that. Let's see what the world does have to offer. Is there any more weird, odd, strange news out there that's new lately? Let's see, Indiana 5th graders aim to spread happiness with a special hotline. So they're going to have old people calling up 5th graders to, when they're, you're, when life gives you lemons, call a 5th grader. It's like, we used to have Are You Smarter Than a 5th Grader by Jeff Foxworthy, the TV show and stuff. Now 5th graders, people are going to be calling them up for advice. <laughs> so they, uh it's going to be basically a bunch of old people just calling kids to talk to them, missing their grandchildren and stuff. So, uh, mother deck, mother duck, mother deck, mother duck hatches eggs at a Florida hospital's maternity center. What better place? And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they got blankets. They can make little pool areas for the birds to swim in in the what you call it, the little metal toilet bedpans. <laughs> a Florida nonprofit cleaning b beaches with litter sifting robots. That's good. Let the robots suck through the sand and get all this crap out of there. I actually want to patent those so you can collect that. And that's way better than metal detecting. I want one of those so I can go just through the sand digging down about a foot or two and just cleaning out whatever's in the sand and find some jewelry and stuff. Uh, oh man, I 
That gives me an idea for a whole new beach dredge for gold panning. Ooh, I like that. I gotta do some. I gotta make up some blueprints. Uh, Hero Dog credited with rescuing a Rhode Island family from a house fire. Good boy. Who's a good boy? <laughs> uh, Dad sets a Guinness, direct, Guinness Book record by pushing quin, quintuplets in a half marathon. <laughs> He's got his four kids in a four-way baby stroller. And he's running behind, pushing them through the marathon. Yeah, that's one way to set a record. Georgia police cut entangled deer free from a net. That's nice. And then someone will shoot it in a month. Uh, world's largest face mask is 50 times larger than average. It's like, did you ever hear of a blanket? <laughs> a towel? A sheet? Uh, a tarp. Please help wrangle a llama on the loose next to the British Columbia Highway. All right, they're getting boring here. Ooh, this is cool looking. A pale raccoon. Siblings moved to Denver Zoo after being found inside a wall. That's cool. Give it a good home and keep it safe. I mean, Denver Zoo should be a decently run zoo, so. I think they'd be safer there than being out stuck in a wall and waiting for someone to trap them, kill them, and stuff them. He's pretty cool looking. This The adult raccoon's all white with a little bit of tan, a little tan face eye mask on. This could be like a little buddy for Rocket Raccoon. I like that character. A rare pink grass, grasshopper was found in East Texas. Trust us, kids, this has nothing to do with nuclear waste or anything like that. We're innocent. <laughs> we didn't have three-eyed frogs when I lived in Minnesota for no reason. Frogs with extra arms and legs. We had fish with extra heads and eyeballs. All kinds of things happened when I lived in Minnesota. Just imagine what's being dumped in the land of a billion lakes or a thousand lakes. Or Cannonball found on Florida Beach might be from the 1700s. This is where my sifting machine, sand sifting machine, would be good. Michigan woman finds a loose kangaroo in her driveway. That's because some dumbasses, like we got some moron about an hour from us that has a fucking kangaroo and... They got kangaroo, llama, buffalo, all kind of strange animals. A bunch of them that don't belong in our cold environment. A reported crocodile on a loose in England was a two-foot-long toy that someone must have put out in some swampy area-looking area. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it for the fun new news, weird news, stuff that's happening around the world. Right now, at this day and age and time, I just like to look and see once in a while what's going on. <laughs> I'm just, I, something caught my eye that says a Cape Cod 
diver was just swallowed and spit out by a humpback whale. He's laying in a hospital bed all thumbs up. And then there's a London YouTuber claims to have been abducted by aliens and fallen in love with one of them. She's she's interesting. She's got some drawings that she's holding up of her little spaceship. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just get too deep in this. We'll have to do a third segment yet. But I just wanted to get on today. I was bored. Needed something to do. I needed to get through some of those comics before before I forgot what the heck I read. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Oh, you what? I hear you. I hear you. Quit yelling at me. You want the answers to those questions? All right. Let's see here. <laughs> Who first discovered that the door of the trash compactor was magnetically sealed? I think it was Luke because he was yelling at R2-D2 to get him the hell out of there. Let's see. Yep, Luke Skywalker. Whose body disappeared when it was struck by Vader's lightsaber? That was Obi-Wan Kenobi, wasn't it? Yep. And then who refused to evacuate the first Death Star even after a danger was discovered? Well, I would say Darth Vader, probably. No, Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> I got two out of three right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you're like, yeah, you can cheat. You got the answers in front of you. No, I can't cheat. I got multiple sclerosis and my brain doesn't let me cheat. Because I can look at something and still not acknowledge it. Uh, that's why I had to review these comics before I forgot what the heck I read. But I suppose... Wife's day off. She's sitting up there. Uh, it's all quiet upstairs. I better go see if she's still alive and kicking. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club. Check out Under the Call. Both have video and audio formats, just no new video stuff. And keep following under the call of MS. Hopefully we'll have video stuff maybe within the next month starting on YouTube and get yourself into second life maybe and start forming your virtual life so you can be prepared for the whole met life thing that's going on right now and transfer your brain into your virtual body but <laughs> rate review tell a friend send us questions comments anything kevin the duckpool at gmail.com and we'll get back to you again soon. Be good. Have a great Sunday.